Hey everybody, uh, this is Andy from Geek Salad, and I want to welcome you to a special preview of our episode on non-Marvel and DC comic book movies and TV, the live-action versions. Um, we ran really long in doing one full episode, so instead we decided to take our conversation about the live-action uh, TV adaptations and kind of make it its own special preview episode, as well as a few of our friend Steve's thoughts on uh, some live-action French comic books that became live-action movies. So sit back, relax. You will get the movie portion of this episode soon, but we just wanted to give you a little sneak peek, and on to the show. Real quick, I just want to talk about Steve's uh, sub, uh, subcategory here of live-action films based on French comics. I'll go quick on these. Apparently, right. apparently, the Smurfs was pretty good, but setting in New York City reeked if we don't trust us enough to succeed to spend any money or costumes or shooting locations in Bulgaria. There is not <laughs> one, not two, not, nay, three, there may be three, but four live-action Asterix and uh, Obelix movies. I, I heard that, yeah. There. Now you know. That's a thing you now know. <laughs> Technically, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets is the third most successful movie based on a comic created by a guy who got off on sexualizing the non-sexy kind of female empowerment, the first two being Wonder Woman and its sequel. Wait, Barbarella is also based on a comic created by a French guy perving out on feminism. Meet the most beautiful creature of the future. Her name is Barbarella, and she makes science fiction something else. Jane Fonda is Barbarella. Barbarella is a five-star, double-rated astro-navigatrix Earth girl whose specialty is... Love! There is no escape from the male gaze. It sees all. It knows all. Jerks off to all. Oh, I wonder if Gloria Steinem has written about this. <laughs> uh. so, yeah. I, I think there have been a lot more uh, live action movies based on uh, Japanese uh, manga. But yeah, uh. there, there are quite a few on um, French ones, and not all of them are good. And at last, let's see, we've got one last one here. I will never forgive anyone who recommended Snowpiercer, and now I won't ever forgive France. <laughs> oh, man! Someone get me some Freedom Fries. I still haven't seen um, Snowpiercer. Uh, I have not heard good things about the TV series, but the movie... The movie's okay. It's the not... movie's okay. It's not bad. I mean, it's not... It's not subtle. Yeah, it's not subtle, you know, it's, you know but it's not bad. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. 
and you got you got Chris Evans and uh, Tilda Swinton. So yeah, so it can't be all bad. Mm-hmm. So all right, well let's you know what, let's move away from the movies for a little bit. Talk a little bit about TV. We'll we'll wrap up with some more movies. Uh, but our movies are also a shorter list here. So um, we'll start off with some TV shows. Uh, the Tick. Somebody here wrote all three versions. I know yeah. two. Was there a third live action version? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. I, I, I was including the animated. Damn it! Nope. 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 We can only talk about Patrick. Patrick, Patrick Warburton. That's it. That's the only. That's the only take that exists in my mind. All right. What's the plan, man? We gotta get hip to the big sneaky if we're gonna slip our dead friend into his hotel room without being seen. Shouldn't we, uh, have a moment of silence or something? Okie doke. Here's what I don't get, chum. The immortal talks about the hardships of growing up poor and dyslexic. He lists all the incredible things that he's done, and yet nowhere in his book does he mention the fact that he's dead. What are you talking about? He just died. Huh? That's what happens, Tick. One minute you're alive, you're a hero to the whole world, a hero to me. The next... Poof, you're dead. Oh, come on, chum. You make it sound like it could happen to anybody. Well, who do you think it happens to? Well, you know, dead people. Everybody dies, Tick. Everybody? Even horses? Yes, horses. Everybody. Everybody? You're positive? This comes as quite a shock. Cats? Yes. You? Better sit down. Hold us for a second, Joe. <laughs> I have I have not watched the new tick. Um, I've was... watched the first like three or four episodes. And I, I really do enjoy it. Uh, I, yeah, granted the um Peter Serafinovitz is no Patrick Warburton, but he does a fine job and the guy playing um Arthur is I, I I really really like him. He's he's a fun one to watch. I thought David Burke was great as Arthur, and I mean Nestor Carbonell as oh, Beth Manuel. Oh Nestor Carbonell, he oh, I loved him in that in the in the, in the thing. <laughs> he yeah. was so great as Beth Manuel. Oh, oh he yeah. was. He was perfect. He was perfect. Yeah yeah I watched I watched like the first and and uh, it's all like Beth Endland stuff. Yeah. Uh, who also worked on Doctor Evil and Supernatural. Okay. I mean, and Patrick Warburton is just—he's he, the perfect embodiment of just yeah. naive do-goodness. You know, it's like it's—it's—he's it, perfect for it. There's really no way other way to explain it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Warburton is really like talking about people that were built to play a role. He is big. And large and brings that stuff, and but he's doofy and can totally sell the doofy. <laughs> and honestly, his, his tick costume is arguably the best TV comic book costume there is. Yeah, it's it's perfectly uh, uh, uh t- the tick. Yeah. yeah. But, um, one more thing I will say about the um the Amazon show is that. They did have the terror as the villain, which you know from, he's from the animated show in the comics, and he was played by Jackie Earl Haley, and he, he did it. He he fit the per, the role very very well. 
I, okay. I've only seen like the, I only saw like two episodes of the Patrick Warburton tick. I haven't seen anything from the Amazon. Um, I, I, just, I, I mean, for someone who loved the comic book as much and the cartoon, it was like the Warburton stuff was good, but I understand all of the copyright issues they ran through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every every time they did something, you know, they changed, you know, like the comic books, American Made was one thing, and then it was different in the cartoon, then it was different in the uh, Patrick Warburton version, because they kept running up into things. But I thought Batman Well was there, you know, they had like, what, there was a, oh, 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 what was the name of him in the comic, in the cartoon? Deflator Mouse. Yeah. Deflator Mouse. (laughs) Like, yeah, they had to. German for Batman. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's why, like, you know, that, that just became kind of a running gag. You know, like, whenever Gru changed publishers. Here's something. I never realized that the Tick was a, uh, as a New England uh, character. Yes. Oh. Yes. He was, he was the mascot for New England comics. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember that store. Hmm. But yeah, the, yeah, I, I, I and and uh, 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 the Patrick Warburton one season of The Tick is very affordable on Amazon. Ah, right. <laughs> I think I bought the whole season for two bucks or something. Yeah, I got the DVD back when I was working at Circuit City. Oh, okay, nice. But yeah, um, the, the Amazon Amazon series first seasons uh, is twelve episodes, second season is ten episodes, half an hour each. It's a quick watch and. You know, it is still fun. It's more tick adventures, and it's it's enjoyable. I, I do recommend it. Okay. Well, I mean, I have Amazon. I should probably just check it out. I don't have any excuse other than time. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move through a few of these others here. We've got Preacher. Does anyone actually watch Preacher? I watched the I, first season. I know. I watched, I, I watched the first episode uh, as doing homework for this, and I thought it was good. Uh, Dominic Cooper, I mean, can't go wrong. Yeah, Dominic Cooper was fantastic. Actually, uh, all three main cast members were fantastic in their in their roles. Yeah, I I agree, especially because um, I read like the first six books of Preacher, and I couldn't stand Tulip. But mm-hmm. I was like, when they hand it to a TV writing crew and have a female playing the role. She might actually not suck. Yeah, you know the pe- the people that wrote Preacher had no idea how to write mm. the character of Tulip. They like had an idea in their minds how it was supposed to work, but they sucked at it. So I was like, I will, I will, I wanted to give it a break. I, w- I wanted to give it a try, and we finally did because my husband really likes Preacher. That's why we have like the whole collection, and I got through a bunch of them. And I was like, okay, yep, we could definitely work on this. But yeah, I I enjoyed the first season up until the the very last moments of it. Okay. Um, I've read the first six books because so uh, you're not going to spoil anything for me. Well, well, I mean, from what I hear, the first season kind of deviates because I guess like the the comics kind of start as they're starting their like their journey their adventure um I, i've never read the comics so I've, i'm only going what i've thought i've heard but the first season kind of starts with him in the town kind of 
getting the fir- getting the power and then trying to just try figure it out while like the, while working in the town as the preacher. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I really enjoy it, and like they introduce a lot of really fun characters. But then they get to the very ending of the of the first season, and mild spoiler, the entire town blows up. Yep. And like you know, the, you know, preacher's obvious. He he's gone with Tulip and the and the vampire. But like, yep. you you Cassidy. meet all these like really fun characters, like like um. Yeah, he's like right hand man and right hand woman in the church, who like plays the plays the organ. She's such a mm-hmm. great character, and I'm like, so they're all dead. I don't want to watch this anymore. That's <laughs> so fair. I stopped watching. Yeah, that's fair. No, I yeah, I I, I like I made it like there's like six books and I got into books or there's eight books I got into book six and I was like I'm out. There I'm like I can see that there's a plot. There's a main plot. The guy keeps going sideways to be like, I'm going to freak you out. And I'm like, dude, I've read Stephen King. (laughs) I've been to some parties. This is just boring. (laughs) I'm like, I haven't seen this. I know it exists and it's gross and dumb. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to something that is also gross and dumb, Witchblade. New York City, November 11th, 2000. In the city that never sleeps, Detective Sarah Pazzini prowls the darkness. Sometimes I feel like I'm losing my mind. Hunting the most powerful man in the underworld. When I have a problem, I take care of it. Legendary hitman, never been caught. One of the smartest, hardest bad guys in the city. Gallo just killed one of my best friends. You can't prove that. Yes, I can. But on the edge of madness, a chance encounter with an ancient artifact will unleash the rage within her and reveal her destiny. What is it you think about Sarah Pazzini that has attracted the Witchblade? Courage. You can use the Witchblade to pierce the veil of the senses, to see in an entirely new way. The Witchblade has many powers, but only the person who wields it can truly know them all. Uh, I watched that show. What a I, waste I, of time. Considering what you were supposed to get, I mean, yeah, anyone I mean, who's read the comic book of Witchblade knows it is a woman where the only thing that's... It's it just covered up her naughty bits, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, the... the I read the comics, and then I was like, oh, they're making a show of this. This is going to be great. And the uh, actress the actress was so bad, and I think that she, like, had, you know, like, addiction issues or something, because she, like, went on to be in one other sci-fi channel, like, cheesy monster movie where the special effects don't hold up in the 80s, <laughs> and that was it. And it yeah, was like... She, she had some kind of issues going on. Yeah, yeah like, no, I remember that. But Yancey Butler, I think her name was. Yeah. Yeah. It it's I like the actress. Alive. Yeah, she's got the right look for the act, the character, and that's about it. Like she, she I, definitely couldn't. She couldn't pull it off, and like, and the fact that they like do the thing, and they're like, "We're gonna do the rewinds," and I'm like, "Yep, that's in the comics," and I'm like, "Oh, 
yeah, but a TV show where I can't skim, this is tedious as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought her more as a cop than I did as a superhero. And I mean, that's the thing is, like, I, 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 I never read the comics before that, but I knew what Witchblade was supposed to look like, you know, because, yeah, I was a guy in his early teens. I'd seen him before. Yep, uh, and yep. then I was like, why has she just got the, the like, a, a gauntlet, but it's like an armored, like, like a suit of armor gauntlet. It's there's nothing real mystical about it. It's just weird. Yep. And yep, it doesn't doesn't do anything special and I'm glad you know, after what they did to Witchblade, I'm really glad that they didn't try Lady Death, let me tell you. <laughs> I like maybe if you tried it again today, because the technology at the time absolutely would not have supported that kind of armor. Right. Not only that, yeah. but I think that the, the, the streaming might allow it to get a little more risque. Yeah, something like, you know, like, you you put it on, like, HBO or something like that with kind of, like, the boys' money, yeah. and you could really do the hell out of it. Yeah. I think yeah, HBO or, or Amazon. Yeah, something, yeah, one of one of the streaming services, getting more risque, uh, caring more about the character. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, her weird, like, relationship with, like, Devil Guy or whatever he was. All that stuff would definitely work better now than it did at the time. Like, like worked fine at the time. Making it a live act did not work at the time. Yeah, yeah. Also, the 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 actors that got cast would, did not work. No, not at all. And, and that doesn't work at all. Again. So yeah, <laughs> but I'm bum. But yeah. All right, let's move on. Throw, then we are. What's that? I had to throw that in there because it existed. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> and. And and I have drama and misery, and I needed to talk about it. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're running low on time here. So let's continue. Let's blow through some more of these TV things. Umbrella Academy. Uh, maybe we don't take Vanya for a test. Oh drive. yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. It's fine. I can handle it. Handle it. Last time you handled it, uh, you Vanya, definitely blew it. Oops. Never watched Anyone it. Anyone but me seen it? Nope. Yeah, I watched the, I watched the first, I've watched the first season and I just kind of like, eh. I watched I the not, first season too and never picked it back up. No. I have not that, quite that, finished the third season. I haven't finished the third season yet. Oh, yeah, wow. I haven't okay. finished, yeah, I haven't finished the third season yet. We got into about halfway through and we haven't finished it yet. Uh, I've got coworkers. Uh, one of them has definitely read the books and he thinks they were doing a great job with it. Um, I've been enjoying it, but again, it's one of those, like, yeah, if it's not your thing, I'm not going to judge you for it, because it is really weird. However, they did give us the, uh, Dark Phoenix plot in the first, out, in the first season that we will never get out of the X-Men live. <laughs> <laughs> or cartoons. Yeah. They just don't, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, the, the, the live action and the cartoons trying to, you know, they're like, this is the most popular plot line of X-Men ever. They just skip so much and it's like you don't get the point of the story and they actually did it in the first season of Umbrella Academy we're like hell this is this is the <laughs> this is what right. we've been looking for and you know a lot of the a lot of the other characters you know we got very involved with 
you know, we've, I like the cast. I like the characters. They're all fucked up, but yeah. that's kind of the point of this. And <laughs> it's been fun. And so, yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta continue with, uh, season three at some point and wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll eventually get to season two and three. I just, for me, I felt like season one, it was, okay, here's the dilemma. We solved the dilemma. Dilemma comes back next week. It just felt like the last half of season one was the same episode over and over again, just with the same result. So, I don't know. And I've heard that season three is excellent. I just haven't gotten around to watch it yet. I haven't I haven't finished yet. Like I said, I haven't finished season three. Season two was definitely very interesting because of, like, all the historical stuff they're exploring. Yeah. Because they're back in time. <laughs> so. But, yeah. All right. Let's check out a few more of these here. The Walking Dead. You three need new gigs? Not ready for runs yet. Yeah, pretty sure you got that backwards. Hey. Hey. Look, we got a way of doing things around here. And you tied up walkers. It killed our friend. Look, I'm not having this conversation. You obey my orders out there. Oh, then we're just as screwed as your last run crew. Say that again. Yo, back off, Aiden. Come on, man. Just take a step back. Come on, tough guy. No one's impressed, man. Walk away. Hey! What is going on? This guy's got a problem with the way we do things. How long did anybody make it through this one? Besides Mike, when did you oh. watch it? One episode. One episode. Okay. I made it up until Keegan. Uh, Negan? But Jeffrey. Ne- yeah, Negan. Um, yeah. I made it up to halfway through the Negan season, then they took their break, and I never went back to it. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened, was like, I, you know, we started watching Negan, and it was like, this is a really, you know, my, my my husband summed it up as, like, he just goes around going, I'm going to say something evil. Huh! And yeah. it just got very tedious. I was, like, interested in the guy with the tiger, but, yeah, oh, that was, that was. That tiger was rough to look at, though. <laughs> but, like, I cared about that storyline, but it was a side plot, and Negan was just Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, you... You stopped working on Supernatural so that you could make it big in movies, and uh, being the comedian did not do your career any good. No. It's just, I, I felt like the show just, it went, I mean, I know it just ended, but it feels like it went on way too long, where it just felt like a video game. You, you, beat, the, you beat the big boss. Let's just move on to the next level, which is the next season, and it just goes on and on and on, and you just watch it to see, you know, what main character dies within five episodes. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I just, I and I enjoyed the comic book. The funny thing is I really enjoyed the comic book. Um, I read the first Omnibus, and it was fantastic. I don't know, I, I don't know exactly how far they deviated from it after that, but... Yeah, I tis got... What, tis what tis. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on. Buck Rogers and the adventures in the 24th, 25th century. In the year 1987, 
NASA launched the last of America's deep space probes. Aboard this compact starship, a lone astronaut, Captain William Buck Rogers, was to experience cosmic forces beyond all comprehension. In a freak mishap, his life support systems were frozen by temperatures beyond imagination. Ranger 3 was blown out of its planned trajectory into an orbit 1,000 times more vast. An orbit which was to return Buck Rogers to Earth 500 years later. Uh, anyone <laughs> I know I was old enough to watch these first run. Anybody else? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, I watched these first run. Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah, I was talking with a you know the the Spelljammer book for D and D is coming out soon, so I was talking about it with coworkers, and I was like, well, I had the biggest crush on Gil Gerard, and he was like, I loved Aaron Gray, and I'm like, who doesn't? Oh God, who didn't love her? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are still in love with Aaron Gray. It's just like being in love with Linda Carter now. He's just, nobody's in love with Gil Gerard anymore. I, I will I will continue to like Gil Gerard as Buck Rogers, but yeah, I pay more attention yeah. to to Linda Carter and Aaron Gray nowadays, uh, just because. Well, actually, Linda I, Carter. I know Aaron. I know Aaron Gray still exists, and I follow Aaron uh, uh, Linda Carter on Facebook. That's about no. it. But so, everyone had eyes for Tweaky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bitty bitty. Yeah. Bitty, 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 bitty. I so I remember when they released Hawkman. So, oh, was it Hawkman? Yeah, it was Hawkman. I right? were Birdman. Yep. I, I don't even know. <laughs> Bird, yeah. Bird person. Bird person's Rick and Morty. There, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was. Just, man, the, it was so weird because the, the the first season um, was like all take place on Earth, and then, and then for no apparent reason, the second season completely different setting and. Uh, like, half the characters didn't even show up anymore. Yeah. Tweaky and Aaron Gray were there. Who else? What else That's do you care they about? They, they needed those three. But I remember, like, back, back in the 70s, they would actually do the thing where they take the pilot episode and one additional episode and put and, them in the theater for a limited yeah. run. Yep. Because I saw, this is how I saw Buck Rogers. I saw Buck Rogers and I saw Battlestar Galactica in the theater. As both, both of those, because of that's how they used to do them. And I, yes, I've, I've actually got Buck Rogers on DVD. I've got the complete set. And uh, watching that opening movie, um, the theme song we have Aaron Gray and some other woman just walking around while the music plays in the background. It is <laughs> such a weird seventies. Oh, that is that is Princess Amidala. Okay, yeah. The other woman is Princess Amidala. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I just it, remember there was one episode where Panther, like, tiger, there was one episode where they didn't have Panther Man, so they had Tiger Man, or the other way around. It was Tiger Man, yeah, because I had the action figure for Tiger Man, because, of course, I had all the Mego figures. Um, yeah, but Tiger <laughs> Man, and then Tiger Man wasn't available for whatever reason. He's probably, you know, caught with, like, pound of horse tranquilizer or something like that. So, yeah, it's probably Panther Man. Or he had a cold. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the other yeah they had the other one that is like he's not here today, so we have this other guy. Okay, but yeah, I watched the crap out of that show. Yeah, <laughs> unthink, unthink, unthink. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody put Flash Gordon on here. Was it there actually a live action Flash Gordon TV show? There was on Sci Fi Channel. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I just remember because. 
there was there was one season of it, and I was sad that it didn't get more. And that's about. But yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah I'll, all I remember from it is that it start like the the guy who played Flash Gordon. Um, I had watched on like the, the, he was on like the, the first two or three seasons of Smallville as like the school bully. Right. And that's the and like so and I was like oh well okay he's gonna play Flash Gordon okay I watched this and then I watched like the first episode I'm like okay what else is on? I had I had fun I watched it. But yeah, and, uh, one of the things that like I heard people complain about was the fact that they were able to go back and forth between Earth and oh yeah, whatever place. Oh yeah, manga yeah. or uh, manga Ma- or whatever. Yeah, manga candy. Yeah. yeah, the fact that they were going back and forth and the Doctor was a little bit different. But I was like, it's fine. They're reinterpreting it. <laughs> this stuff's old. <laughs> It was a comic strip, and then it was a serial, and then it was a movie with the soundtrack by Queen. Let them have a little bit of fun, but it wasn't like, it wasn't one of those things where they're like, we're going to have a military movie, but we're going to slap a G.I. Joe sticker on it. No, it actually (laughs) had, it had Flash Gordon going on. It was just reinvented. Right. In my opinion, so. Cool. And it got canceled before it could suck. Too bad. <laughs> just taken out and mercifully shot then. Unlike unlike Heroes, which, you know, just dragged itself to Dragged itself. Thank Ooh. God it wasn't based on an existing property or else we'd have to talk about it. But we don't. Thank God. We don't. <laughs> and, nope. um, so we've got Sandman on here. I don't know how much we can really say about it because all we've seen is the San Diego Comic-Con trailer for it. I know it's coming on Netflix yep. later this month, I think. Uh, actually, yeah, it's coming it, out. In about like nine days. Okay. Yeah. Nine days from the day mostly. Let's recording. just acknowledge. Yeah. yeah, it's mostly acknowledging that it exists. Okay. Well, it, it, but it, it it's it's going to have Neil Gaiman's hand all over it. So yeah, there's hope. Thank there's God. hope for it. Thank yeah. God. Because we're going to be talking about another author in just a few minutes who wants nothing to do with any of his film properties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Neil. Neil Neil, Neil, Neil Gaiman was involved in Stardust, and I love the crap out of that movie. So He, he also wrote the English adaptation of uh, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Yep. So um, let's just finish up the last two here. We've got Riverdale based on the Archie comics. But... I suspect that the milkshake-like combination of all of our gifts, arcane magic, time traveling, opening portals into other dimensions, did something wholly unexpected and yet also utterly inevitable. Riverdale and its citizens survived the ultimate battle between good and evil, and it was still our Riverdale. Somehow, we were in a different time. Maybe to survive, we had to go back to a simpler time. Before Jason Blossom's murder. Before the Black Hood. Back to a truly innocent time. Um, Never watched I, it. I haven't watched it. I mean, no. I just thank God that they decided not to go the other way with it. Like when the Archie comics got like super Jesus-y. <laughs> got it. Anybody remember, anyone old enough to remember when the Archie comics got like wicked into Jesus? Uh, yeah. It's, a, okay. it's almost like it was taken over by Focus on the Family. 
Yeah, I was going to oh, say. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Coming soon to Odyssey. And the imagination. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Archie you know, it's you know it's funny every time I listen to the every time I listen to the Odyssey episode that's all I think of is like Riverdale you know Archie yeah, comics exactly. like Archie comics come to life. <laughs> oh Lord! Oh man! All right, and then Lock and Key. I'm not familiar with this one. It's on Netflix and it, it's based on a comic book and it exists. I've never watched it, but I just okay. It's just it felt it felt someone would call us out if we didn't have it on the list. Exactly. Okay. We acknowledge it exists. We know nothing more. Yeah. Excellent. All right. My coworker enjoys it. Thank you for joining us for our special extra preview deleted scenes uh, bonus features uh, episode. And we will see you very soon for episode 226, Herogasm. Hero Gasm.